my grandfather passed away earlier this year. Four generations gathered in Cleveland, Ohio to pay our respects to the patriarch of the great McMorrow clan of County Leitrim, Edwards Air Force Base, and infinite places spanning the globe. He'd been born into a house with no electricity, bathroom, or running water in what was then one of the most impoverished and conflicted regions of Ireland. When his mother died in childbirth, his father sent him and his brothers away to an infamous orphanage in the Salt Hill neighborhood of Galway. He escaped as a young teenager with the help of an allegedly exiled uncle in New York City. He made a life for himself and his future family in America, thanks in part to four decades of service with the American Air Force. So imagine my surprise this past week when I discovered a forgotten interview with him along with my dad in a pub in Glenfarn, Ireland, a couple kilometers from where his life began. The conversation starts with an amusing anecdote about training astronauts, but as he transitions to the different projects he worked on throughout his career, you also see the evolution of aerospace at the time of the Cold War and into the Space Age. It was the only time I ever really spoke with my grandfather about his life in detail, so I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty loud. Cool, you're gonna tell me some Air Force stories. Okay, you know, what would you call this shape? Like that? Up like that, down, and like that. Um, like this? Sawtooth. No. Up like, level off, up like so, down, and that. I don't know, peaks and valleys? A peak and a valley? No. No? Oh, there's a name for it. But let, the story is this. Okay. When you're teaching people to operate in zero-g gravity, take off. Oh, wow, look at that. Yeah. It even has a smiley face yeah, on it. Yeah, just like yours. Oh, wow. Just like yours. And this man is happy enough. Thank you, darling. Good. No, you make a change in every minute for you. So you, it takes off, flies up to 24,000, max speed on the airplane, two and a half Gs, Parabola is the word I was looking for. Oh, parabola, yeah. Yeah, and he goes up and it levels off at 34. And when he levels off, he pushes over. Anything that's loose in that airplane floats. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. So my, my job is when the, when the pilot said, uh, when the pilot said uh, release, I hit the cameras. Uh-huh. So the boys in the back knew it was time to do whatever they got paid for, right? Yeah. And they had to learn everything, you know, like uh, going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And also, that's number one and number two, right? Uh -huh. And uh, the most famous astronaut known to the country except I've forgotten him, uh, his, the last view I had of him, uh, he tried to go number two on the, well, let me explain, the, <laughs> the throne. There's a throne back there, yeah. and there's a camera aimed right at it. Yeah. So you take pictures of them as they do their thing. Yeah. Right? Well, uh, he'd done some of his thing, but he didn't finish. <laughs> so he came up to use our toilet, yeah. close to the cockpit. And my last view of him as he went back to the back 
was he was back on his long johns and the flaps open. <laughs> yeah. So the ass of the astronaut. That's the last yes. thing I saw him. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin or No, I don't know the Neil name. Armstrong. And if I did I wouldn't say it now. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Good guy. Yeah. Okay. Now uh, there's a code for those in my position, flight mechanics. Yeah. Flight engineers if you want to call it. There's a code. Uh, you got to be able to tolerate the zero G. Yep. And then another job you, you have, or I had, and just talk about myself, is to check others out in my seat doing the same thing. But you know, a lot of people get sick. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So we, there was lots of sick bags on the airplane. And the young fellow that's getting checked out, he's got one handy. And when he's briefed, he's told, uh, you, zero G, hold on to the bag. Yeah. Positive G, let go of the bag. Okay? So, so he, zero G, it's all in there, and then he can uh, into the bag. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That's, that's the rhythm. And don't get out of sequence. So I had this young fellow along, probably the s second or third maneuver, and there was some funny stuff on his face. But he was he was holding on the bag, and he was yeah, God, I'm about to get sick. Anyhow, I asked the pilot, uh, please recover, uh, till my friend gets organized back here. He got all wiped off, yeah, and settled in, and I. Asked him, is he ready to go? He said, yes, sir. So, we take off. I mean, he starts going because we're back down to 24, up to 34. And, and uh, first maneuver after the, the, the incident, done okay. I look back, in his opinion, he was okay. Yeah. Not necessarily in my opinion, but, but that was the one going to say anything. So, Go the next maneuver, and guess release, and uh, we're down and floating, and he is he is out of sequence. Instead of holding the bag, he's in the bag. Some foreign stuff come out over his face, you know. <laughs> and I said, uh, now I'm, uh, yeah, so. He recover, recover, and I asked the pilot to please uh, delay the next thing until my friend gets squared away. So, two or three, time, you know, some two or three or four minutes later, I asked him, "You ready?" And he gave me the thumbs up. So I said, "Pilot engineer, ready for go? Ready?" To go. So he takes off, does his thing, and about the third maneuver. A water jello come right by my ear, right up against the panel. Needless to say, that was the end of the show. Oh. I didn't get sick. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, that that was a very small plane. It sounds like. A seven oh seven, four engine jet bomber, uh, John Cargo tanker. Yeah. Oh, it was a big airplane. Big airplane, oh, huh? Yeah. What were they doing so close to you with their um, bags of yak? Him? 
Well, yeah. I'm checking him out. <laughs> yeah. He's right, right there. I'm here, and he's over there. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't realize you were that close to him. Oh yeah. Physically. Yeah. Okay. They're away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So you were, you, you kind of had a role in the space program then, huh? Oh yeah. Oh wow! I never knew that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm famous in my own mind. You gotta know that. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard these stories. Well, so you helped to train astronauts, basically? Yeah. Wow. It was a small part of a major uh, operation. Yeah. You know, this is something uh, they learned to pee, and they learned to go number two, and then they had experiments back there yeah. that they were done, you know. And I wasn't aware, you know, I, all I was aware of was, are we floating or not? Yeah. You know, when we started to float, Cameras on. When they quit, when the pilot says, "Stop." No, that was it. Huh. I do 25 of those, and some days I done 50. And my little Irish arse was about that far above the ground. Because two and a half G's is a pretty good uh, load. No, two and a half times your own weight. Yeah. Now, with the slightest bit of crudeness. Please do. Slight a bit of The capsule that the astronauts flew in had to be tested. So it was tested in two ways. Number one was with a bear. And a B-58 supersonic bomber. My friend was pilot. The bear was in the back. All quiet and reserved and all that. And then come time for him to be ejected, things changed for him a little bit because he left a streak of stuff around him and all that. But anyhow, he took off and everything worked and he landed. And that was done. So the next one, I, I don't know if, it, if this was the first or the second, but the, the next one, one like it, was uh, a monkey. Now it was a specially trained monkey who had his own trainer. And they took off, and this is the one with a little crudeness into it. He, uh, uh, put it, same thing, put him in a capsule, got to take up 20,000 or so, eject him. And the, his handler trained him, wasn't available that day. When he landed, somebody else had to go get him out. And uh, when, he, when he opened the door, he looked at him, he said, he's doing fine, but he's making some funny signs. And he says, what kind of signs? He says, well, he's making a circle like this, and he's doing this with his two fingers, and he's doing this <laughs> with the cards. And, oh, that's okay. I know what that is. Well, what is it? Tell me. He says, big fucking deal. <laughs> it's a smart monkey. We're a great bunch of men. I'd like to take credit for something I'm not sure I was part of. But GPS, you're familiar with that now, oh, yeah. right? I believe I was part of the... Oh, look at this. Oh, Michael, that's your turn. It is. Wait a minute. Thank you. Thank you. No, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, darling. <laughs> 
Thanks very much. I'm a cheapskate at heart. to cancer. Drawing the tips to cancer. Thank you. Thanks very much. Always good to see you. You have great stuff to make the journey once again. Oh, yeah. Not There's not many more coming. Oh, you don't think so? Too hard on the body. Oh, sure. You might stay this time. Yeah. <laughs> Save tell, coming and going. Tell me, uh, did um, Mr. McHugh have a daughter? Yeah, we Is, have a daughter, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, we have one daughter, yeah. Right, right across, lived in the house. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Back there, right? Yeah. I was trying... I was trying to fix her up with him. Oh, right, yeah. Well, we have to see what we can do about ago. it. Yeah, we'll uh, have to see what we can do. Yeah. She was not interested in stuff like that. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Did she get married or not? No, she's still single. Yeah? Oh, lovely lady. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, sure, she travels in and out to Sligo every day. She's working in Sligo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so she goes there every day? Jenny, any day, yeah, yeah on occasions, yeah. yeah. She's in the broken bones end of it, you know, if you do your hip or your ankle oh, or yeah. your head or your back or whatever, oh. the orthopedic end of it. Big, big job. Heavy work, uh, Michael. A lot of heavy lifting. Is that right? A lot of, you know. I get, I get very cautious when I hear about heavy lifting. Do you? Yeah. Yes, yeah, you're wise, yeah. Yeah. I pulled the shoulder out. Did and it hurt it, it hurt for a couple of years. Oh, I bet, and yeah. And it ain't 100% yet. Yeah. But you're keeping well, right? Oh, I do, yeah. I just oscillate. You're still talking to the man? Yeah, I believe it or believe it not. It's a rare occasion, but it, uh, it is happening. Oh. It's his jacket is after falling off. So. <laughs> what film? It's just oh. that it might, you might forget it, you know, oh. later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, he's still about, yeah. Oh, good. Give him my best. Right? Can't change him, can't shift him. We're not supposed to. He's supposed oh, to shift that right? you. Oh, I see, yeah. yeah. Well, he can't even do yeah. that either. That's still about yeah. men, men are in charge. Ha ah. <laughs> ha! We let, we let you think so, but that's okay. I know, too. that's yeah, exactly 100% true. <laughs> true. Can I, no, can I buy great. you a sip it's of great. something? It's great to see you. Huh? Can I buy you a sip no, of something? No, thanks. No, thank no? you. No, I don't drink at all. Thanks. You sure? Yeah. Thanks all the same. Well, well thanks for the freebie in the beginning. You're very welcome. <laughs> you always do it's that to me. It's a pleasure. I recognised this man when he came in. Yeah. I thought, well, there's a few in there. as just yeah. the common opportunity to give you, <laughs> to give you one again. <laughs> So I was thinking of Dennis um, and his wife. I, I'm getting mixed up with James Dolan. Do you know James Dolan? Yes. Uh -huh. Be cousin of yours? Yes. Is he somewhere in the drummer here or drum Kieran way? James. Drum Kieran. Drum. Yes. Did he move back? No, no, no. But He's that's, in Canada, right? He comes. Yeah. Oh, his wife. Yes. yes. With his wife. Yeah, his wife. It's no. a journey. No, I'm not sure about about Dennis. Yeah. I don't know. But he, he works in Chicago. Oh, wait, you're talking about? Oh, wait a minute. No, he's, he's like in Toronto. You said James. James. You talk to him fairly regular, right? He's in Canada. Yeah, he's in Canada. I want to say Toronto or Ontario. I think it's his wife from John Kieran. That sounds right. Yeah, see, I'm getting them mixed up. He did marry a local. Yeah, yeah, as in, well, yeah. there's one named Geraldine right. that I talked to. Yes. Do you know who that is? 
I don't I don't know maybe that's James's James. wife's name. Okay. Yeah, you're on the ball. Yeah. Okay. You're on the ball. No bother to you, yeah. right? Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Thanks. But you know it. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe that's where I got the expression. Testing airplanes, I'm going back a couple of generations, I guess. Still, it's dangerous, but back then it was very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one up-and-coming, famous test pilot. When I, matter of fact, the weekend after I got to Edwards, he was flying an F-104. Wait, you know, you're going back a long time. And I watched the damn thing crash. Oh. And he was known all over the Air Force. Mel Apt was his name. Ace test pilot. Then I watched, uh, oh, doggone Don Thurman. Mm. Personal, do you remember the Thurmans? Yeah. Watch that. I was watching this go down and it's coming across and smoke coming out the back and uh, there was an ejection. The guy in the back seat got out, but uh, I did not. That was different, right? I'm not sure. Uh, I was thinking it was. Uh, uh, Don Thurman, I thought. Yeah, Don, Don Thurman died, but I think yeah. Ethan Bach was a uh, student that got out. I, I, I'm not, yeah, I don't know. Mm. My very first job on the flight line in the Air Force was up in Moses Lake on F-86s. Very first job I got was washing the cowling. And I asked, I asked somebody, I said, what, what the heck is on this cowling? He says, that's blood, friend. Who's blood? A young fellow that got sucked in that engine. 19 years old, wife and a, chi- and a child. He violated the rules. You had to be very careful around, this was the, the FC-6D, the intake was wide, and just forward to the nose gear, and He'd been making adjustments, going back and forth, but they were in sequence with the guy in the cockpit. He pulled the throttle back, and he crossed over. Make his adjustment, he's going from this way, and make the adjustment, and then the guy would come up with the power and check it. And he was in a, he was in a routine that was working, and got out of step. He went across there when the power was up, sucked him right in. Yeah. Very dangerous thing. Wow, that was your first day on the job? First day. Washing the cowling. Yeah. Wow. I wonder how many lives that young fellow saved. This is the type of story. Well, there was all kinds of warnings about that. But this, you, you might be right, saved a bunch. Probably. Because, not serious. But I caught the maintenance officer going down the ramp. And I, he had his hat on. And, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. Good guys. But I tell you my now I want to tell you my life. It's built on mentors. Mm-hmm. And you know who mentors are, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
I went, uh, let's just say I survived boot camp okay. In boot camp they give you a bunch of tests. And the one I was least qualified, well not least, but was not really qualified, was mechanics. Guess what job I got? Because there was a big demand, Korean War was on. So I was sent down to, um, down to uh, Amarillo to go through this training. And I got taken the final test. And I said, boy, I got stuck on one part of the test. And everybody's gone. And, and this last guy I saw, and the instructor stood over me and says, what the hell are you doing? I says, I obviously don't know. He says, scratch out number seven, put in this number. It was four or five questions. And I would pass, he got me through. I've never forgot that guy. Okay, so now I have to go and learn a specific airplane, which I did. And then I was up on Moses Lake, going through the F-86 thing. I was up there, I don't remember how long. And this is, I think I might have mentioned this before, but uh, the uh, line chief came out to me one day and he says, uh, Mike, I hope you don't mind, but I volunteered you for England. Did I told you this before? Yeah, England, you, not England Air Force Base, Louisiana, England, UK. So I go over there and of course, that was interesting. I was uh, just a mechanic on the first operational jet bomber and uh, way above my head, but I had plenty of help. Guys were very nice, and they showed me the things I got in the routine. But we were operating out of a tent, in a, in a pot belly stove with a coffee pot on it, every time we showed up to work. Uh, we'll do our thing, and uh, uh, let's see what happened after that. Oh, on the weekends, a bunch of us used to go to London. And I found the local, the dance halls down the Irish dance hall. And that's where I met my Waterloo. A beautiful young lady. I can still see her walking, walking out of the apartment. I'd met her before, but with her sister. But now she's walking out. And she had that special walk, which I remember. And, and uh, she's explained to me that her sister had another engagement, but couldn't make it. And I said, well, what are you doing? She says, nothing. Want to go dancing? Yeah. And that was it right there. We got along very well. I, I met her mother. And, you know, weekends she'd come back down and, and uh, all that. And eventually, it got very serious. And uh, proposed, accepted. Married in London. And I don't know, sometime later, what year were you born? 56. What month? August. Oh, okay, a year after we got married, he was born. And, uh, oh, we, he was born in Cambridge, England, which is a pretty famous place. Yeah. And I used to go to work 30 miles away to a Royal Air Force station. And from there, of course, my tour was up, and now we had to take Junior here and his mother back to the States. And I ended up with my, my uncle, 
Tom, who's my father's brother in New York, down uh, around Columbus Circle in that area. And of course he was very kind. She wasn't all that kind because she had a son that was about my age. And uh, it, it was not, not very nice. But it, it all worked out. And uh, what am I, where am I going with this? I don't know, but it's I'm interesting. I'm back to say that I got a wife and this young lady um, and this young fella here, and I decided I talked it over. We talked it over. I decided to go look to look for a civilian job, and I had something like 60 days to make up my mind, and I went out to Republic Aviation in Long Island, and got interviewed and didn't make the grade. There was. And then when I asked for the details, how much was the job, how much was it worth, and all the rest of that. And the National Air Force National Guard was up at Niagara Falls. And so what, what it come down to is the money was the same as I was making as a master sergeant, well, excuse me, as a staff sergeant with the benefits. So I went down to re-enlist. And the guy asked me, well, I have two basis for URAFSC, we call our specialty number, uh, where the, one is in Anglin Air Force Base in Florida, and one at Edwards Air Force Base, California. And I, and I, I wasn't that familiar with the country, so I said, which one is the furthest from New York? I said, the one in California. So send me there. And I, and I ended up there, uh, of all things, on the most visible test program going on at that time, the uh, X-15 rocket ship mounted to the B-52 and that's that's what I got involved with and one day my, my whole career was in jeopardy because the boss came out and says they need some guys down at the test pilot school on the T-37 you 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 so I ended up down there now in order for you to get promoted you got to be in your AFSC and this is not my AFSC it's a two-engine airplane and I have to be I have to be working on airplanes over two. And I'm thinking, boy, this is not good. Guess what? One day, uh, the, uh, the line chief down there comes out and says, Michael, how would you like to, how would you like to fly uh, for on hazardous duty for 90 days? Well, you know, that's, some people think the romance of aviation. I'm thinking $55 a month extra. Yes, sir, send me in. You know how long that lasted? Till 2001. Really? Yeah, not that particular job. I went from there, to, we had an IG inspection. I got caught with others working out of their AFSC, shipped back down to where I came from, and I ended up in school learning a manual, very important manual in the maintenance, and then come through with a transfer to Dayton, Ohio, on a specific project, top secret, and away I went, up to, good evening, up the, uh, ended up the Aleutian Islands. Okay, uh, well I didn't end up in Aleutian, but the special project, I was, I was transferred back to Dayton, Ohio, of course he's coming along, and there's another one in the hangar, and, that right, Pat, when Teresa was born. Yeah. 
Teresa was born in Edwards. Where? Teresa and Joe and Larry were born in Edwards. Is that right? And Sean. Yeah. Anthony was born. Oh, Dayton? No, I think they were all born at Edwards, except me and Steve. Steve was born. I don't know. I don't know what. I, I don't. Anthony was born at Wright Path. I, I don't remember the year, but I, I thought there was just you and Teresa born at Edwards. Well, no. No, you, I go by you what you remember. That's yeah, no, I remember Larry for sure was born. Because I remember him, Rosemary. Hmm. That's how I busted that Okay. Okay. So the, the family is building up. I bought a house in Rosemont, which is a 35, 40 minute commute to work now. And uh, what happened then? Anyhow, I was there. Another one of those guys with the stripes come out and says, uh, oh, wait a minute, I've been transferred from down to the test pilot school back down to the uh, X-15 program, which uh, that wasn't what I was going to be on. I went through some very important maintenance manual school and I was assigned to this top secret project out of Dayton, Ohio. And that lasted... Uh, now, I'm, it's not just 55 a month, my pay went up to 110. I said, yeah, I'm in the money, you know. <laughs> so, uh, went back and, back and forth and back and forth, and uh, that's when I started flying zero G. Mm -hmm. okay? And that's going on and on, you know, a few years. And I used to go out to Holloman Air Force Base uh, with the airplane, do some testing out there, and then, but it was getting so there was twelve flight engineers sitting on the arse at Wright Pat while I'm out west, and then uh, I get McCormick. Uh, McCormick, yeah, I think it was McCormick, not the McCormick, but a fellow, my boss says Mike. You want to go to flight engineer school? I said, yes, sir. Send me off down to go through flight engineer school and come back. And now I'm back in the same routine, flying. Uh, I, I'm loose on the details now. But to make a long story short, I got fed up with spending so much time away from home when these guys are sitting on their arse. Yeah. So I've been through engineer school. So now I'm, uh, oh, I'm, I'm kind of one, 124, I mean 141, 141. And going back and forth to Honolulu with this, if I wasn't on that, I was on the 135 going back and forth. I got fed up with that. I, I became very familiar with a fellow by the name of Fitz Fulton. Don't know if it rings a bell or not. But one day, I heard a rumor that he was assigned as, chief, as test pilot on the C-5. And he was walking through operations one day, and I says, Colonel Matson, he says, that's Mike. 
Sure, I heard a rumor that you're uh, now bearing in mind. I'm flown with them on the Top Secret project. That was another end. And I said, I heard a rumor that you're uh, uh, going to be the chief test pilot on the C-5. He says, that's true, Mike. Says, Do you have an extra seat? He says, well, I'll let you know. Next morning, I had the orders. Okay, now, this is the interesting part. When you transfer, you have a performance report written by your supervisor. Now, I didn't see this before until it went up to operations to be signed. And up there was a pilot friend of mine who happened to be in charge of operations. And he read this thing, and he came down to the guy who wrote it, and he says, uh, you wrote this uh, performance on Sergeant McMorris? He says, yes, I did. And the guy says, I want you to rewrite it. He says, no, sir, that's how I feel about it. He says, well, let me tell you this. If you don't rewrite it, I'm, you're going to be in Alaska in 48 hours. So he, he and, and of course, uh, God rest his soul. Anyway, he rewrote it, and of course, that was that was a real plus. Leaving, going to back to Andrews, and uh, let's see, C five. I was number three in the Air Force on the C five. When I got to Edwards to get squared away, I ended up down in Marietta, Georgia, and started flying with Lockheed. And that's how I got on the third flight, and second or third flight. And that was, the, I was now in the hot shot, upper crust flight engine. Then, okay, take that to Edwards, do the testing, and uh, now, I don't remember the dates, so I'm, I'm out there somewhere one day, and uh, I don't know who came to me and says, uh, Sergeant Mike Mora, how would you like a 747? Oh, I'd like 747. Well, the Air Force is buying the 747 as an E-4, E-4A airplane, and I'd like you to go to Boeing, get acquainted, and the rest of that stuff. So now I'm in hog heavy, 747 and all the rest of that stuff. And sometime later, uh, this uh, maybe a year or two, I don't remember, later, this other pilot I used to fly with, and very familiar with, and he says, hey Mike, he says, uh, how do you like to fly AWACS? That's the one with the rotor on that. Oh yeah. So now I'm I'm going to one meeting one week on the AWACS, another meeting on the E4. So his mother is tolerating it. She's very well, but you know it's just that's part of the job. And let me see. Just like that. Uh, that program went very well, both of them. And then that's the end of my testing. The next thing I know, I'm retired over Lockheed. The rest, the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. So you spent a lot of your life in the air. Oh yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. It's an aviation from. Uh, 
1953 to the non-flying part, and I started flying in 19... Uh, I don't remember. Fifty-nine. Okay. And then retired in two thousand and one. Wow. Yeah. Forty-two years. When I thought flying was all over, I ended up in civilian life, flying years later. Yeah. yeah. Didn't not I had my tour in Saudi Arabia, which I which I think finished my marriage. Right. This was after I retired. But there was no other job available at the time, making the money that I needed at the time. Two years was enough. Yeah. Yeah. You're barely hanging on over there. (laughs) Your eyes are like falling back in your head. Yeah, and you're ready to do the thing then. We're just about there. I don't think you have enough pens in your pocket. Yeah, I keep picking them up. Oh, I think she's right about ready to close, ain't you? <laughs> huh? Oh, Susan, dear, and did you hear the news that's going round? The shamrock is forbidden by law. To grow on Irish ground. I met with Napper Tandy and she took me by the hand and asked me, how is Ireland and how does she stand? She's the most distressful country i ever seen because they're hanging men and women there for the wearing of the green. I didn't know that. What's that? No. It's, uh, but folks are still farming. Are they still farming? A little bit. A little bit. Not a lot. No, not a lot. The land isn't good. Mm. And they do try to do a bit on it. The land locally you wouldn't make a living on it, Michael. It's not Locally making a living on the farm? Don't think it happens, does it? Not at all. Unless you got a bunch of cows. They closed the creamery out the road here. Yes. Is there another one? They did start going to Manor Hamilton and oh. then they closed it now, Michael, and it's, it's um, like the NCF, the National That's what Denny used to do. was it? Yeah, bring, bring the cans down there. Yeah. One of the jobs he done. Yeah. He didn't make much money doing that. 
in the 60s. Wow, in the 60s. 60s. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, here, then it sounds like they're just getting started over there. <laughs> okay, so tomorrow, at a relaxed time, we're heading towards the old home. All right. And we check, see if there's vehicles around there, and that way we'll pass on by and uh, show the Sean McDermott's house and point to where uh, the grandfather was born. And then we can go to Kilty and meet up with Frank. Now this is all up to you. Yeah, you're driving. Yeah, let's see if we can make it happen. And uh, let's see. My memory is shot, so I don't remember who all I know. I'd like a person to meet Jim Dever. And you have a cousin, a priest. He's my first, I think, or second. When I was in Salt Hill, this man's father, another man, came down to see us and took us out for a meal, breakfast. And I bet you it was 25 years later when I found, found out that when they left there, they had ten, ten shillings left to get home. Up here. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see the the, the priest or not, because he's not around here. A water to take away? Still. I don't remember. That's for your father, right? Uh, Oh. I hope you find Jenny Midland tomorrow night when you're going. I hope you find Jenny first. Oh, I hope so. Too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You have to be expecting to find him week. Yeah. I don't hear good things. Got shrunk. I'm just glad I'm here. Yeah, still. Better to see them when they're alive. That's right. You make great work too. Because after that, they don't talk to me anymore. Mm. Except Fair in, enough, yeah. Except in me dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell them you were checking on them. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah. This is hard, yeah. Good crack, isn't it? Ah, yeah. Off total gentleman, yeah. yeah. I think he was trying to steal you from your husband. Is that right? I think so. Oh, possibility. You yeah. wouldn't admit to that. <laughs> no, no. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Uh, but the last year hasn't been easy for him. Mm -hmm. He's had a lot of trips in and out. But to be able to keep his independence for so long was a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what people like to do, to stay, mm -hmm. stay in their own corner and be as little trouble as they can. You know, he'd done that up until last year, I'd say. Yeah. You know, the, uh, for sure he did. You know. And it was pretty vital. Yeah. A lot of vitality. Oh, yeah. 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 He's had quite the life. Mm. 
riding a bicycle from here to Enniskiller. Well, back home. So it's a trek. Yeah. Him and his brother Pat. What was he doing in Enniskillen, Michael? He worked in the quarry, like Manus's quarry. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never saw it, but. Yeah. yeah. Saw it, I think yeah. it's pointed out one time. Yeah. Hard work. Yeah. Oh, gosh. There'd be no machinery that time like there is today. Yeah. It was a little, all manual yeah. work. Yeah. 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 Good man. Nice to be around. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, we'll see you again. Huh? Oh, please God. Yeah, yeah. please God. Yeah. yeah, if you have a good night's sleep, yeah. maybe you might be stronger in the morning. Yeah. Just have to see. Did something else fall down there at the back of that? Or is that something yep, else? You're right. Is there right. My hat? Yep. Yeah, or I'll we'll bring all of it, you my son. Yeah, my son Larry. Said hi. Thanks <laughs> so much. Sir. He treated you for that, did he? Yeah. Great to see you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for everything. Stand up and I'll learn and have a crown. I'm going to take advantage of you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I'll learn and have a crown. Those young men don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Good. Yeah, no, we'll be back. You know. Good night. Drink. Well, I had it. You feel it? Oh, I got to take my pills. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow is what day? Friday, yeah. Man, that smell of peat is so great. Yeah. It's so wonderful. Should I uh, move the car over here? Okay. Yeah, that's good. Hey. Rest of them have no good shape. Just watch out for the cars that come out. Yeah.